Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to Point of Insanity Game Studios, Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and today I will be taking you on another Al's Bargain Bin Adventures. The adventure today is The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe for the Nintendo GameCube. You may recall, several episodes back, I did play the game that came before this, Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. So you'll, I'll probably be making some references to that game. I can't really compare the two in that I can't say, okay, uh, this is how this one was better than the first one because I'm playing the first one instead of the second one. So what I'll be probably doing is just looking at how they designed this game and comparing what things from Chronicles of Narnia they carried over to Prince Caspian. Now, as I mentioned in the Prince Caspian episode, I never really got into the Narnia books, so everything I know about Narnia, or most of it anyway, comes from either just stuff I've casually read on the internet or what I know from the movies. Now, I haven't seen both movies in their entirety. I've seen a little bit of Prince Caspian, and I believe I've seen about half of Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Now, speaking of Prince Caspian, I did get a chance to play a little bit more into that game after I did my Bargain Bin review episode. Unfortunately, my disc got scratched up, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get it buffed out, so I don't know if I will be able to play more into the game. But here's how it was set up. Now, when I did my original Bargain Bin adventure, I was in the courtyard of a castle, and there were four characters, a satyr, a dwarf, a centaur, and a minotaur. And I remember in that episode I went out onto the outside of the castle and it was a large-scale battle where I just got to play the centaur and the minotaur. Now the way that particular game was set up is, at least in that first stage, is there were actually I think five objectives you had to accomplish and when you went to different parts of the castle you were limited in who you could use to do that particular objective. For example, there was one area where you had to recover Susan's horn. And when you went into that area, you were limited to the dwarf and the satyr. So since those characters didn't really seem to be as physically strong as the centaur and the minotaur, well, you didn't really want to go in guns blazing. You had to use a little bit more stealth and range attacks in that one. So not really a complaint, but it would have been nice if I could choose who I wanted to use in each area. So it was pretty much predetermined. So we'll see if they do that in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's entirely possible that they may not do that. Maybe they give you a little bit more freedom with who you get to choose. So firing up this GameCube game on my Nintendo Wii. Yes, licensed by Nintendo, we know. I don't really think there are any bootleg games that you can find for the current systems. Maybe that's just advancing technology because, of 
course, back in the days of the NES, it was not unusual to find pirated games, which usually you found at, like, flea markets. Probably one of the most well-known and actually mainstream makers of pirated, well, technically pirated games because they weren't approved, was Tengen. I know they made a version of Gauntlet, they made a version of... I fell out of my head for a second. Uh, Pac-Man, I believe. Uh, Tetris. And I think they also ported one of the Sega games, Fantasy Zone, I believe is the name of it, to the NES as well. So let's just see what options we have. At least we don't have to worry about the motion controls. That was one of my only real gripes about Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, is they used motion controls in areas they really didn't need to. For those of you who may not have seen that episode, uh, for example, early on, if you want to leave the castle to go out into the battlefield, you had to pull a lever. And rather than just walk up to the lever and press the A button, instead what you had to do is you had to... I think it was like you had to wiggle the remote or rapidly press B while holding down A so like I said it just it was they were using motion control in areas where they really didn't need to so that was really my only major gripe with Prince Caspian and you did that in other parts of the castle as well but since this is a GameCube game I do not have to worry about motion control so it looks like we're starting with uh, intro cinematic from the movie. Okay, so now we have to go, and looks like I'm the two older boys. Get out of all of the children out of the house before the timer runs out. Okay, I should probably my punch. Okay, that's not working. Oh, there we go. Most doors can be smashed open. Yes, Mom. Right away, Mom. Okay, so... Up the stairs, collecting coins. That can be used to buy abilities. Okay, we can't punch that door down. Not that one. Punch the clock. Need to punch the door open. Susan has a flashlight. Hey, Susan can punch down the door too. 
Hold that L button and rotate to search for Lucy. Or a coin. Come on, Lucy. Where are ya? There she is. Okay, I can't break down that door with my fancy moves and my flashlight. Okay, I do not like the camera angles here. Okay, use the R button to select a character. Okay. Knock over the grandfather clock. Whoops, I didn't want to do that. There we go. So it looks like there is an emphasis on switching the characters as ability unlocked. Okay, I've unlocked a new ability. Abilities can be purchased from the inventory, which is accessed by the pause menu. Peter needs to buy double damage to smash through these doors. Okay, Peter. Power up! Some of you might remember that from Alter Beast. Okay. Oops, I gotta switch to Peter. Come on, Peter, Peter, Pumpkin Eater. Bash down that door. There you go. Ooh, what's that? Ooh, bonus time. It's too big to jump. Leave it to me. Edmund can climb the broken post. Okay, come on, Edmund. Do I have to hold A or press A? There we go. That's a brave little kid. I would not do that. So I do like how they do that, where you have the multiple characters, and you know, each one has their abilities, and you have to switch out. So I like it when they do that in games, because just makes it, gives it a little bit more challenge. Of course, sometimes it is nice when they do give you multiple characters, but it's not necessary to use certain characters. Oh, Peter or Susan can move some objects by holding B. Okay. Move this over the fire. Even though there's plenty of room for us to go by, maybe that's just sort of say, hey, this is what you gotta do. But as I was saying, sometimes it can be pretty fun if you've got a game where you have multiple characters. Susan, find the key. Gotta go to Susan, okay. Oops. Ah, wrong button. Yes, Mom, I'm looking for the key. Mom, did you misplace your key? Yes, I am working on it. There we go. There's the key. Just open the door. And, of course, for dramatic effect, it's going to take a long time to open the door. It's like that in horror movies, you know, where someone needs to open a door. It always takes a long time to do it just for dramatic effect. And here we are in the bomb shelter. Yes, bye, Mom. Oh, looks like the train to Hogwarts. Well, that's kind of an interesting contrast. We go from a 
home that's on fire and being bombed out to kind of a nice pastoral peaceful English countryside villa. Level complete. Bonus items. I don't think I got any because I had a time limit. I'm usually not very fond of time limits. I prefer to be able to take my time and explore the level. Rating. Okay. How did I do? I did! Good. Just good. Well, as I was saying, sometimes it is fun, though, when they give you games where you have multiple players, each with their own ability. However, it's not necessary to use certain individuals to overcome certain situations. Probably the best example I can think of off the top of my head would be Super Mario Bros. 2, where you had Luigi was the high jumper, Mario who didn't really have any special abilities, Peach who could float in the air for a few seconds, and Toad who was the fastest runner, and also the strongest. He could pull up items faster than the other four or three characters. So I liked that setup of Super Mario 2 because it wasn't necessary to use a specific character to get through each level. However, there were some levels that were easier to do if you had Peach. There were some levels that were easier to do with Luigi. And Mario and Toad, they could do pretty good at just about any level. But let's continue. Wish to save your progress? Sure. Overriding data. Successfully saved. Tongue twister there. Successfully saved. And another movie cutscene. We could play hide and seek. Hide and seek's for children. Well, you're a child. One. Good man, Peter. Two. Three. What? Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Ooh, locking yourself in a cabinet. Not exactly wise. Oh, here we go. A large deserted room with nothing but a big cupboard wardrobe in the middle. They'll never find me here. Look at that mischievous little grin on Lucy's face. Entering the wardrobe. Yeah, they'll never find you in there. And we're going into the wardrobe. Going into the wardrobe. Which is apparently bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Kind of like the TARDIS. Kind of strange if uh, she ran into a guy who's like, Hello, little girl, I'm the Doctor. Who? Doctor Who? Who? Precisely, Doctor Who. Okay, that was a bad joke. Okay, so it looks like... We've got a stage select, kind of like they... Well, they did this in the Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian as well, where you got to just go between different panels, and that would be the stage you would do, and then I'm sure there's probably be other unlockable features. 
A Glimpse of Narnia, Interlevel. Here we go. Well, that little girl survived a bombing raid. I'm sure she's probably not afraid of the dark at this point. I imagine if I was in a bombing raid, I would probably be scared out of my wits. And this little girl seems to not be concerned at all about the fact that she walked into a cupboard or a wardrobe and is now in a winter wonderland. What's that? A satyr! Don't approach her, little girl. Didn't your parents ever tell you not to talk to strangers, especially ones that are creatures from Greek mythology? Were you hiding from me? No. Uh, well, no, I, I, I just, I, I, I was just, um, I didn't... Run, little girl! Satyrs are chaotic neutral! You must be some kind of beardless dwarf? I'm not a dwarf. <laughs> I'm a girl. Satyrs are chaotic say? neutral. Might save yeah. your life. Might steal your car. Of course. What are you doing here? Well, I was hiding in the wardrobe in the spare room. But, and uh, spare room? Is that Narnia? Narnia? What's that? Everything from, from the lamppost all the way to Castle Care Paravel on the Eastern Ocean. Care Paravel, that, that was the first stage in uh, Prince Caspian. Pleased to meet you, Mrs. Homeless. I'm Lucy Pevensey. Lucy Pevensey, how would it be if you came and had tea with me? I don't know, little girl. Thank you very much. I don't think I would be very wise to... Uh, Go have tea with a creature from Greek mythology that I believe is notorious for lewd behavior. And here's that party pooper, Edmund. Oh, Edmund, you got in too. Isn't it wonderful? Where have you been? Mr. Thomas? are you alright? Can I skip the cutscene? What do you expect? I mean, it's freezing. How do we get out of here? Okay. Well... I think, in a way, the graphics are a little bit better here in this game than they were in Prince Caspian. They just seem a little crisper for some reason. These brambles can be broken with a stick. Okay, switch characters. Hey! Edmund has a stick! Press X to break the ice off the brambles. Okay. Token collected, so apparently we've got to get these tokens. What's that? Ooh, fire. Oh, and I've got a flaming stick now. Edmund can climb this tree. Climb, Edmund, climb. Token collected. Go. Got a shield thingy. No, I can't reach it. Okay, Edmund, climb. Like I said, very different stages here, because I said at the 
started out in the first stage, we were running for our lives against bombs. Lucy can stand on the snowball to get floating tokens. That's pretty impressive, balancing on a snowball like that. But like I said, a nice little contrast here where we go from this tense time situation where we're trying to escape a bombing raid and now we're in this kind of nice, peaceful winter wonderland. Get all of the team-up tokens to smash these ice chunks. Okay, so I gotta look for a... Do I gotta push this flaming barrel of sticks? Oh, hey, that hurt me. Do I gotta push it against the rocks there? No, okay. I'll just... I whack it with the stick. There we go. Okay, so there's another team-up token somewhere around here. Where did they put it? Come on, where is it? There it is. Team-up tokens. Okay. You have unlocked team-up abilities. To get two children to team up, stand them next to each other and press Y when the purple rings appear on the floor. So, apparently over here we have to team up. So press Y. Okay, I'm trying to... I'm using team-up. Now what? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Just kind of flung his little sister. Hey, wolves! Okay, Edmund, you have a stick. You should probably get up there and defend your poor little sister. Oh, so much for the nice, peaceful winter wonderland. Running through a tunnel, and where are we now? Now we've got, looks like crows we're going to have to contend with. Come on, Edmund, climb up a little faster. Hey! Okay, the crows went away, so let's try this again. There we go. Get away from me, crows, or I shall beat you with my flaming stick of terror! Is there such a thing? I don't know. Edmund and Lucy must team up to cross this deep snow. So, okay, come on, Lucy. Okay, apparently Lucy can't break that, so... Do I have to team up? Okay, switch to admin. Really, the only thing I... It's kind of tricky so far is just getting used to switching between the characters. Other than that, I kind of like this game so far. It seems a little bit better with the play control than... Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, and I think that's because... Uh, as I mentioned, one of my biggest gripes there was the unnecessary use of motion controls. Again, they were using the motion controls when they really didn't need to. So, since this is GameCube, we don't have to worry about that. So it's a little more straightforward. I'm back! I'm alright! I'm not sure you two have quite got the idea of this game. I've been gone for hours. Hey, 
Hey, nice haircut. You know, that guy almost looks like you could be a doctor. A Doctor Who. A Time Lord. That would be an interesting uh, crossover. Doctor Who with Chronicles of Narnia. Lucy thinks she's found a forest inside. What was it like? Like talking to a lunatic. No, not her, the forest. Edmund said they were only pretending. And he's usually the more truthful one, is he? No. This would be the first time. Well, if she's not mad and she's not lying, then logically, we must assume she's telling the truth. Was well, that uh, Occam's razor or something when you slice away all the... Uh, less probable theories, usually the simplest one is correct. And level complete. So, I think we're going to call it an episode here. Been going for a uh, little over 20-some minutes, so overall I like it. I think this is going to be a pretty fun game. Like I said, the uh, thing I think I like most about it so far is that it doesn't insert the unnecessary well I said they can insert motion control because they didn't have it on the GameCube but I can see how they uh, did carry some of the things over from uh, this game to the uh, Prince Caspian where you have again the multiple characters and each one had their own abilities like uh, as I recall the uh, what was it like the dwarf had some grappling hook that he could use to climb up certain areas and there were certain things that only the minotaur could accomplish so it looks like uh, that was something that they carried over from this one where you had you know like it, we saw in the first stage where there were areas that only the lighter characters the uh, Lucy and Edmund could cross and then you had certain things that only uh, Peter and Susan could do. Well, with that said, I'd like to thank you again for tuning in to Point of Insanity Game Studios, Geekery in General Podcast. Remember, if you have ideas for any episodes or topics you'd like to see me cover, please feel free to contact me either through the website, poigamestudio.com. I have a contact me form there. Or you can also contact me by Facebook. Go to Point of Insanity Game Studio on Facebook and feel free to leave comments on the page. Now the video portion of this episode will be posted to my YouTube channel. So just go to YouTube and look up Point of Insanity Game Studio and you can see the video for this episode as well as video for my other Bargain Bin Adventures and other videos that I put up there just for fun. So with that said, thank you again for joining me. Have a good evening or morning or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. And happy gaming.